As always, welcome to the Pop Anime Comics Lounge, where I have cosplayer Breezy Weezy with me. So thank you for being on the podcast. No problem. Excited to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. So you've been involved in cosplay for a few years now. How did you first get into cosplaying? It's actually been almost exactly a year. I got into it when I actually found out about what cosplay was. I never knew what it was before. So I figured it out and then I thought of a couple ideas I wanted to make and then I just got into it. So what was your first cosplay and how did you go about creating it? My first finished cosplay was Gajinka Ninetales from Pokemon. And it was the longest costume I've ever worked on. It took just under 100 hours. And I made all the tails out of brushed yarn. So how did you come up with this concept of Ginjika Ninetales? A lot of research online and seeing what everyone else did. And there was a design I heavily based my concept on. It's um, the designs by Cowslap. And that's where I got most of my inspiration. And now following this, you've made many cosplays so far. How do you start out your cosplays? Do you use a sketch? Do you use a reference? It starts with how accurate I want to be with it, if I want to do my own design or if I want to do an actual exact replica of a design. So that's where I start for that. And then if it's an original design or a mashup that I want to do, then I sit there and pick out the best element that I like and draw it all out. And now after you create a design, how do you go about obtaining materials, balancing the cost of materials, finding substitutes, dealing with wigs and creating props? Definitely figuring out what I can use based on what I already have at home. I try to be as frugal as possible with my cosplay. So using little bits of craft foam I have or if I can style a cheaper wig instead of buying a more expensive one and just watching for sales for fabric. And how do you go about balancing your time between all the components of the cosplay as well as your daily life? Right now I'm unemployed. So I work a lot on my blog and everything and then I'll do little bits of cosplay cosplay as I have time for it or if I'm not doing anything social. And are there any other elements in the cosplay creating process that help to influence you to go and create a cosplay? For me, it's just being a character and wanting to become that character. And what do you find to be the biggest challenge when you first start out a cosplay and as you proceed through the creation of the cosplay? Picking one character or trying to budget my time per cosplay and then getting it done without procrastinating too much. And now we're going to get into some of your cosplays, which I think a lot of people will be impressed by. You've done a few Pokemon cosplays, one being the Gaija Ninetales as well as a Gaija Psyduck. How do you feel about having that ninja theme and Pokemon theme meeting up together and how did you really develop that concept? Psyduck was really hard to design because no one had really done it before so I had to really think about how I wanted to pull out the elements and make it look cool and the thing I wanted the most was the veil in the front to look like the beak so then I designed a costume off of that and I figured that to be a ninja and then I can use the fan blades as my weapon to look like the webbed feet. So lots of cool things went into Psyduck. And how do you feel that these two cosplays are received? Psyduck is really well online because I tell people it's Psyduck. But at the convention when I wore it, I don't think anyone really knew who I was. They were like, oh, that's obviously Psyduck. It took them a while or they'd ask and then I would tell them. It's different when you're in person. You don't really recognize the character, but online you see it. And obviously Psyduck has a lot of cool 
elements put into it. What were some of the challenges that you faced when creating Psyduck in particular? Psyduck was my first sewing project. Before that, I hadn't really sewn anything that required proper fitting. I had done the big kimono for nine tails and then thrifted for my other costumes. So that one I had to make the bathing suit, bodysuit thing, and then I had to make bloomer shorts and then the draping skirt thing. And it was a lot of sewing and a lot of pattern building and figuring out things. It was an interesting experience. And now another one of your cosplays was Bombshell Harley Quinn. What drew you to this character? She was actually one of the very first characters I knew I wanted to cosplay, but because of my inexperience with it, I didn't want to do her original bodysuit, the red and black. Well, I'll see what variations there are, and I found Bombshell and absolutely loved it. I figured it was easy enough, so I started slowly working on that. I went back and forth between that and Ninetales and finished Ninetales first. And uh, your bombshell Harley Quinn's got many components to it, including the jacket, Harley's belt, as well as her top. How'd you go about creating these elements and finding them as well? The jacket and the shorts were things I had found in a store. I made the patch on the back of the jacket. I made it out of felt and paint and then attached it to make it look like a patch. And the belt was made completely out of craft foam. It's a pretty simple costume, but it's still one of my favorites. Bombshell Harley Quinn has a unique top. How'd you go about creating the top of her? I found a black bathing suit top that I liked that had a nice shape for it. And I just used fabric paint to paint the red parts onto it. And Harley Quinn, in some degree, is sexual. How do you go about determining what level you can express at a con with her? Depends what kind of mood I'm in and how I feel. Sometimes I'll wear the jacket open, depending how I'm feeling. It's not an over-sexualized outfit, because it's like a jacket. I don't feel like I'm crossing lines. And you also have cosplayed as the more professional doctor side of Harley Quinn. How do you determine which Harley Quinn comes out at a con? I've only worn Dr. Harley and Quinzel once, and that was a last-minute decision because of weather. That's basically what it comes down to, is which is more comfortable, which one will be better to wear for whichever event I'm going to. And now you had probably one of the ultimate props with you at a few cons, which is a female Joker. How did that come about? When I got into cosplay, I wanted all my friends to get into cosplay. And everyone's like, no, that sounds dumb. And then my friend in yellow was one who was very enthusiastic about it. And she decided she wanted to do a bombshell joker to go with my Harley. And how is that received at cons? That was her first cosplay she wore. And she wore it to Edmonton Expo last year in September. And she was so excited when so many people were asking for her pictures and stuff. And she loved doing it. And now to leave the world of DC and to enter the world of Dynamite comics, you've cosplayed as Red Sonia. I've only cosplayed her for photos. I've never worn her to a convention, and I'm not sure I would be confident enough to do that. So how did you get into Red Sonia, and how did that entire idea come about? Red Sonia was actually one of my first comics I ever owned. She was one of my favorite characters ever. I was obsessed with her. She's such a cool character. And then I had gotten rid of all my comics at one point and forgot about her. And then a cosplayer from the east side of Canada, Undead Do, she had cosplayed her and I was just absolutely in love with it. And her creation was very simple. So I decided to make a version of it just for fun. And now Red Sonia shows a lot of skin, for lack of a better word. How'd you go about creating that cosplay and in particular the top and the bottom? 
of it. That was all thanks to tips from Undead Do. It's all craft foam, basically glued onto a bra and some felt for the skirt. It's pretty simple. It's just craft foam, and then I spray painted it with metallic spray paint. And also, she has a sword. How'd you go about creating that prop? That was my first time using insulation foam and power tools for props, so I wasn't super happy with it afterwards when I learned a few new techniques with newer props, but for my first prop, I was pretty happy with it. I just carved it out of insulation foam, and I smoothed it out with wood glue and then painted it the same way. And now this is only a photo shoot cosplay. How do you go and get shots taken with this cosplay, and how do you book those? For that one, I wasn't super comfortable with going with one of my professional photographers, so what I did was I went out with just a friend who took some shots for me. Another one of your cosplays is from League of Legends, Nidalee, which yeah. I love this cosplay and I think many people do as well. What was the inspiration for this cosplay? I was for a convention last October and I was going to enter my first cosplay contest with it and the theme had to be video game related and at that point I only had Ninetales and Bombshell Harley and I played League of Legends for a little bit and I really liked the character so I was talking with some friends and they are like, Tom, you should do Nidalee. It seems a simple enough costume that I can probably pull it off that was the inspiration and walk me through how you created it a little bit it's actually made out of a two-sided blanket i found this really soft blanket one side was fur i used for the trim and the other side is a thinner fur that i ended up painting and matting down with fabric paint it gave a really cool leathery look which i love with it was really easy to sew because it was stretchy so i didn't have to worry too much about fitting it properly and then the your head i made entirely out of craft foam and the little bones and teeth were all made out of model magic and just attached it with a stick we found. And now you mentioned that you entered a competition with this cosplay. I'm not very familiar with how competitions in cosplay work, so can you go into a little bit of details on how they work and how this competition worked in particular? They will be different at every single convention you go to, but the basic idea behind them is there's three categories. There's beginner, intermediate, and master, and you enter based on how many previous awards you won, how many cosplays you've made, stuff like that. So I entered in beginner because it was my first time entering competition. Obviously, this was a new cosplay that you created, and I believe one of your idols is Jessica Nigeri, who has also cosplayed this character. Does her cosplay and her doing the character give you any inspiration on how to improve your cosplay of the same character? Definitely. Every time I see someone else do it, I'll look at their ideas and what they came up with and think of how I could have done that or like this would have been a cool way to do it. But for right now, I wouldn't want to improve mine. I like how it looks for my body and my style. I love Jessica's version, but I wouldn't improve mine based on someone else's work. And another cosplay that you've done is Moon Knight from the Marvel Universe, which has generated many, many fantastic photos that are out there. Why do you feel that this cosplay is so photogenic? It was such a random one. It's a closet cosplay that I just drew together, and it just blew up. People loved how it looked. I'm really happy with it, and the shots that I got with Rick were so great. I'm so in love with everything he took. And many of the photos taken were professional. So how does professional photo shoots work with all your cosplays, and in particular, with this one. It's hard to say if it's professional. I like working with people who have experience in it. Didn't feel any different than going out with a friend. Rick was very friendly. He's very chatty, so it's not awkward. And he gets great shots. He gives really great directions, so you don't look awkward in photos. 
So how do you set up to go take photos? I usually reach out. Calgary Expo was the first time I did on location at the con shoots. I worked with David Sue. He did quite a few awesome pics. I met up with him every day I was there and got a couple shots of each cosplay, which was awesome. And for the other shoots, I usually reach out or put an ad up online saying I'm looking for a photographer. They'll hit me up and we'll talk about ideas. And when you're on a photo shoot, who determines the direction of the photo shoot? It's definitely a team effort because you can't rely on the photographer to understand the character. So if they don't know the character that well, it's up to you to decide how you have to pose, what poses are best for the character. And now some of the photographers you've worked with have been David Sue, Captured Photography, Daniela Exani, and both photo studios, to name a few. Yeah. How did you meet these photographers? David Sue is one from LA. He came up to the Calgary Expo and he was looking to shoot with some cosplayers and met up with him. And then the Edmonton photographers, Daniela is my friend, she's the Joker. And the other ones I found online, just put an ad up and they contacted me. And now you sell prints. How did you get into this? I don't think I started selling prints until I started doing print trades. So I got a couple mini prints made and then I would introduce myself to other cosplayers and start a friendship based on that. I'd be like, hey, I want to trade prints. And they'd be like, yeah, that's so cool. And then I have quite a few cosplay friends started from those conversations. And now after trading, how long did you wait until you opened up your Etsy store and you started to sell prints? I opened in January. And now what prints do you currently have available? for sale. I have one or two of each cosplay I've done. And now to go back to another cosplay which is my favorite out of all you've done which is Kita from Atlantis with a twist of Korra interjected into it. How did this come about? I saw a picture of an airbending Pocahontas and I just loved the idea of matching a Disney princess with a bender. So my immediate idea was to do Korra, but I wanted to bend her with a Disney princess and Kida just looked the coolest from the doodles I had done. And now, have you worn this cosplay at any cons recently? I wore it to Eek Fest, which is in St. Albert for a day, but I was only there for a couple hours. Being that you only wore it for a couple of hours, how was it received and was it recognized? It actually was. I was really surprised. There was a couple of people who just thought it was Korra or a few who just thought it was Kida, but there was a couple your mashup of Cora and Kida. And now I believe you just recently finished up a photo shoot with this character that involved water. How do you make your cosplays durable to withstand the elements of the world? For that shoot, we went in the water. I was just wearing my bikini, but it's the same color scheme, so I figured it would work for a little bikini shoot. Fair enough. And now, we didn't get to all your cosplays, but we covered many of them. So can you let us in on what cosplays are next for you? I'm doing two mashups for Edmonton Expo. One of the surprise, I don't know how long it'll stay a surprise for. The one is, if you've been following my social media, is the shield I just made for a shield maiden group I'm doing. And I'm going to be a Pocahontas shield maiden for the Disney princesses. And then I'm working on a yin cosplay from Dark. 
darker than black. And now when you cosplay, do you have a preference between Disney princess, comic book style stuff, anime stuff? It's definitely what I'm into at the time with a mixture of what are my cosplay abilities. I would love to do a Disney princess, but I don't think I'm at the skill level with sewing that I want to be before I do something like that. So I'm working my way into it. And I think I'm getting there. Hopefully next year. And now outside of the cosplay world, you mentioned that you have your blog, which is breezyweezy.weebly.com that deals with cosplay. And you have multiple sections on your website that include a featured cosplay section, as well as posts about cosplay and advice on cosplay. How did you form your website? And how did you form your sections of your website? It actually started out as a way for me to personally keep track of my cosplays because I was always wondering what materials I use or how long something took or what process I used and I was getting confused. It's a way for me to keep myself organized and then people started following me more and getting more engaged with it so I was like maybe I'll try and write more posts to help other cosplayers. So that's where that came from and then I wanted to feature other people because I was always doing shout outs and I was like why don't I turn this into something for my blog where I can feature other cosplayers and open up the world for more people to meet more people. And you've also done some tutorials on your website. How did you get into showing people how to make certain elements in cosplay? I only do tutorials if I couldn't find a good tutorial to use. So like the shield, there's lots of tutorials, but there wasn't really anything that was what I wanted. So I decided to turn that into a tutorial for people to use. If I do use a tutorial, I will link that back on my costume page so that people can have the same resources that I did. And now you obviously are new to cosplay so how do you go about finding tips and tricks i'm constantly researching things constantly looking at things and now also on your website you just had a recent article about how to grow on instagram as a cosplayer what advice do you have for new cosplayers as well as veteran cosplayers on how to grow on instagram and how to develop a following which you have done very successfully my biggest advice is to go out and network. Go message other pages, go like other posts on pages, go comment on everything else. Just go into a hashtag and like everything. If you're getting your name showing up in someone else's notifications, they're more likely to notice you. And now speaking on advice, what other advice can you offer to cosplays in creating, obtaining materials, props, and con etiquette, and any other tricks and tips that you've come across so far as a cosplayer? There's so many resources online. I think the biggest and most important is to let yourself have fun with it. Because once you start telling yourself I'm not good enough or I need to be famous why am I not cosplay famous I'm so much better once you start telling yourself negative things like that it takes the whole fun out of the hobby and if you're worried about not having enough money stuff like that it can really stress you out so you just need to focus on having fun if you can only do one cosplay a year only do that one cosplay a year as long as you're having fun meeting new people and doing what you want I think that's the most important thing and now you got a lot going on with your cosplays your website your Etsy store. Do you want to promote anything? Facebook, Twitter, website, Instagram, your store, con appearances? All my social media is on my website. My main one that I use is Instagram. Breezy Weezy is my name on everything. So just to make it easy for my followers, what is your website? Breezyweezy.weebly.com. And is your Instagram the same? Yes, it's at Breezy Weezy. Same with Twitter and Facebook.
As always, thank you for listening to this week's episode, and you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitch Radio, and anywhere else where you listen to your podcasts. And while you wait for next week's episode, you can definitely check out popanimecomics.com for articles relating to anime, comics, and pop culture, as well as you can follow us on Twitter at popanimecomics and on our Facebook page, popanimecomics, for all updates regarding this podcast, as well as the website. Until next week, everybody, have a wonderful week.